You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Larry, what's going on tonight, my friend? Everything is pretty good, Gordon. Everything is, it? is pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Not too bad. Not right. too bad. I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. Getting ready um, for Thanksgiving, I'm guessing. Yeah. That's a good holiday, my friend. It is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thanksgiving is Don't a have to good buy holiday. anything for anybody? Nope. If you're I like all me, you don't really have to do anything. You just show up and eat. That's it. That's a pretty good day. Oh, that's outstanding. And uh, it's a weekend holiday. It is. <laughs> it is a weekend holiday. It is. It is. All right. Let's run down the top stories we have because we don't have a lot of time tonight, Gordon. So let's get to it right now. In the game heard right here on 98.7 ESPN, Minnesota hands the Knicks a 117-100 loss in the last of their five-game road trip that ended at 3-2. Close game, Gordon, until the third quarter. Wolves went out on the 18-5 run, and the Knicks never really recovered. Yeah, Meatloaf might have had two out of three ain't bad. The Knicks, three out of four ain't bad. It wasn't the same thing. That third quarter did them in. They were pushing uh, Rock up a hill the rest of the night. But, you know, it's the end of a road trip. I know Tom Thibodeau doesn't believe in being tired ever. No, but no. it did seem like they were a little bit tired. Look, the Timberwolves are a really good team. There's they no are. shame in losing to the Timberwolves in the final game of a, of a long road trip. You know, Gordon, it, it's caused me, this game really caused me to kind of reevaluate how I feel about this Nick team, right? and my expectations for them. And I think as I look at it, and yeah, they had nice wins over Atlanta and nice wins over Charlotte and nice wins over Washington. Gordon, these are games, these are teams they're supposed to be. So for me, how I'm going to gauge this team until they make whatever moves they're going to make at the trade deadline is that they have to go out beat the teams they are supposed to beat most of the time. I mean, nobody wins all the time, so we understand Mm -hmm. that. But they have to go out, beat the teams they're supposed to beat if they do that 95% of the time. And I'll take my chances to stack, to really see where they stack up in the rest of the league against the better teams. That's really going to tell me really where this team is and what I should expect from them going forward. Yeah, uh, and if they handle their business against the, the teams they're supposed to beat, then every once in a while... They'll get one of those wins against teams that you don't really expect them to beat. But uh, tonight was not that night. No, tonight definitely was not that night. Definitely was not. Uh, we'll talk more about the Knicks in a minute. Gordon, Zach Wilson out. Tim Boyle in as QB1 of the Jets. Uh, it was I was shocked yesterday when the move was finally made. I had Rich Samini on the air last night with me on the drive. And it was interesting because I said, I don't see how you can – replace him how you can bring him back for this week and Samini thought well being a short week Friday no workouts you know not real practice you're going to have mostly you know walkthroughs because of the short week that they'll probably stick with uh, Zach Wilson but my thought was to him well Boyle knows the offense so he can do some reps you can get some receivers you know to run a couple of routes you don't have to kill them (laughs) you know and I mean I don't know if it makes much of a difference, but Gordon, I just think you you couldn't continue with Zach Wilson. He just he just wasn't good. No, he wasn't, but he hasn't been good this entire time. He's been consistent the entire time. He's been bad. And for the Jets, for years now with Zach Wilson, they have handled it wrong every step of the way. And to think now, with the playoffs basically shot, 
that this is the time. Down, what were they down when they made the move? I don't even remember what the score was at the time when they made the move. But it was that's the time. Yeah, that's the time now. We're gonna finally change it up. It's over. It's done. You've screwed it up. There was a time. I don't know. Maybe Tim Boyle stinks. But the time to find that out was before you were four and six in the AFC, where basically the Jets, in terms of playoffs, are better than like two teams. Mm-hmm. That was not the time to figure this out. The time to figure it out was before now, and it's it's amazing to me how the Jets as an organization. And the good thing about the Jets is, if you want to complain about the Jets, you got more than enough areas to to focus that anger and 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 rage at because there's about ten things and ten areas that deserve that anger and that rage. Yeah, there's no question about it. I just found I found it really interesting too that they made the decision, Gordon, on the road at the game that uh, the general manager happened to attend. Uh, yeah, is, I, I I don't I, I don't know what to make of them anymore. And you know is what? Is that, that is? why he was allowed to make the move because Maybe. he had to check with the GM? Yeah, it, it definitely seems that way. I mean, I don't know what was different yesterday than any other game. I mean, you have a TV, you got the Sunday ticket. I'm sure I'm sure you you, you look at these games and you watch yeah. them. Uh, and for them to come out yesterday and just tell you right off the bat, Net, this ain't going to be our day. Well, let's fumble the opening kickoff. Yep. and then let's kick it all over the all over the yard against the Bills team that has, you know, fallen on hard times and they're they're firing the offensive coordinator and they're in a panic about missing the playoffs possibly. And, and, and you did not look like you belonged on the same field as them. It's amazing. I, I don't know how Jet fans do it. I, I root for an organization that gets things wrong all the time. This is next level embarrassing with what they have done here this year. They have thrown away a season where the playoffs – at least were a possibility, mm-hmm. and they did it with a quarterback that they knew was not good. Yep. He's terrible. He's been terrible since he, he's never gotten better. It's amazing. It is. They knew going in they needed a better backup than what they had. Oh, my they God. Did. They did. But I tell you, Gordon, for me, it's very simple. When They, they really believed that the season was over when Aaron Rodgers went down. Okay? So they just said, let's see what Zach, let's see what Zach Wilson can do. Because otherwise, Gordon, they would have brought in another quarterback. If they didn't bring a quarterback in in the offseason, they clearly would have tried to bring a quarterback in to try to save after the three games he played during that during that uh, trade deadline, and they didn't do it. So, you know, listen, uh, I would hope that for, for, for the Jets, their fans, and for Zach Wilson, I would hope that he never has to take another snap as a member of the Jets. Let him go somewhere else. Maybe he can resurrect his career as a backup. Maybe he'll get another opportunity. He just can't make it here, Gordon. It's, it's, just, it's not going to happen. It's no, not going to happen. And they've given happen. him a gazillion opportunities. Mm-hmm. You can't say they didn't. You can't say they didn't. You can't right. say they didn't wait on him because nope. they gave him every opportunity. Every opportunity, and kept waiting, and kept. It almost feels like there's this thing nowadays where in sports, I guess in life where you just ignore what is blatantly obvious and you just stick to your guns. Mm-hmm. And and you just stick to your guns, hoping that eventually it'll turn around and it'll, yeah, see, I knew that this was the case. I, it was the confidence. Like, fake it until you make it. The Jets had to know this guy was not any good. And for them to throw away another see after watching what happened last year, and there's going to be ramifications. Somebody's going to lose a job. over Somebody has to lose a job over this. Yeah. 
And it might not just be one person. I mean, hey, could you imagine being Woody Johnson and you own this team and you watch it again just just throw away a season? They threw away another season on a guy who they knew couldn't play because he couldn't play for them. It wasn't like he was some guy that struggled someplace else and they figured, hey, let's give it a shot. And in terms of the AFC, the only teams that are lower than the Jets in terms of the playoffs are the Patriots and the Titans. The Chargers are 4-6, and six, but they beat you. Yeah. Every team. The Colts are better. The Texans are better. The Broncos are better. Every team has a better shot at making the playoffs than you. That's embarrassing. I think they had to make the move, Gordon. Otherwise, the, the locker room was done. I just I just think so. I mean, you could just see the, the, the defense was not great yesterday. They wore down. They're done. They were done. There's no opportunity. They had no opportunity at all to try and, and do anything because offensive – Gordon, when it was nine nothing, the game was over. It oh, was over because you knew over, they weren't going to Absolutely score. over. No, you, you had no. There was never a point in that game where you thought, "Oh, here come the Jets." Never. No. It's unfortunate. It really is. And then on the different side, and I had this conversation last night. The Giants won yesterday. They defeated Washington, and Gordon, they're in the position where if that defense plays like it did yesterday, enforcing all those turnovers, and Mac Jones has not been great. They could go out and win again. You know, and, and for Giant fans, I mean, I was listening to LaGreca today, and he's like, you know what? I understand. Am I wrong for feeling? I don't like tanking. I want my team, you know, I, I want to see my team win. There's no guarantee they're going to pick the right quarterback as, as uh, you know, in the draft. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I, I, I wanted to see a win. I just, I understand what he's saying. It's hard for you to root for your team to lose. But, I mean, Gordon, every win you have, it puts you further down on this list. To me, as bad as the Jets perform, we, and we just hammered the Jets for a good solid five minutes there. To me, the Giants' result was the more depressing result. Because, now, and I get it, the players don't tank, and the coaches don't tank, and the organization doesn't tank. If you're a fan and you want to see this finally turn around, the way you're going to turn it around is with more talent, and you have a better chance at getting that talent higher up. I know it doesn't always work out that way, but what else do you? What else are you getting out of beating Washington? You always beat Washington. Mm-hmm. What does that get you? That gets you absolutely, well, maybe for three hours you sat and you said, oh, look at this, the team is not that bad. And you know what the real danger is as a fan? And I, and I think that this does impact the organization. The danger of getting wins like that when the season is already lost is it allows people to think, you know what? It really wasn't as bad as it looked, mm. right? We could have won injuries. that. Yeah, it was injuries. We could have won that Bills game. You know, we should have won that Jets game. We should have been like 5-5 five and five through 10 games, and we lost our quarterback. You know what? We don't have to make these massive ch- – no. They have a massive talent disparity – that needs to be fixed, and I'm sure they're going to try to get as much talent as possible, but I do think that they should be thinking much bigger in terms of the changes that are that are required to turn around this organization, and when you get wins like that, if you beat the Patriots next week, it, it kind of puts lipstick on a pig and makes you think, ah, you know what, it's, not a, it's the NFL version of Spanx. The problem's yeah. still there, but you're just kind of covering it up a little better. And those are the stories we're going to cover until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. When we return, your calls are next at 1-800-919-ESPN. 
You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Uh, head coach Robert Salas speaking on the Michael K show today about why make the quarterback switch now. And uh, it is amazing. The Jets have uh, messed this. You go back, you can go chapter and verse from the moment of, of picking Zach Wilson, which was clearly the wrong pick. Uh, and, and just the way they handle things from the start, starting him when it was clear he wasn't ready, trying to build him up and make it out like, no, year two was going to be better. And it's so funny when you keep hearing people say, even this year, even after games where you're watching it with your eyeballs, people come out and say, oh, no, there was, improve- there was improvement in that, uh, in, that, um, in that giant game. Or he did some really good things here. That- and you're saying to yourself, what are you talking about? So at least this is finally, at least now, the Jets as an organization are on the same page as the fans. And there's that line about, if you listen to the fans long enough, you'll end up sitting with them. But it feels like around here lately, a lot of it is organizations disputing what the fans have to say, but then it turns out that the fans are right at the end of the day. And, and the majority of the fans have been right on Zach Wilson. And, and at this point, it, to me, it's almost bigger than Zach Wilson, but this is the end point now. This has to be the end point. Last year should have been the end point. But now this has to be the final time that Zach Wilson ever starts. And to hear Robert Sala, I think it, I don't know if it was on the K show where he said it or if it was just in his, his, his Monday press conference saying, oh, no, we still think that, that Zach Wilson can, um, can, can turn out to be or have a, a good NFL career. Dude, the gig is up. <laughs> you know, there was one time I threw a, a surprise party for my wife's 40th birthday. And she knew about it. She knew uh, ahead of time when we walked in there. And uh, it's, it's like the same thing here. It's obvious to everybody. The, the, nobody's surprised by this. You're not fooling anyone. The guy is, it was not the right pick. He cannot play. He has not been able to play the entire time. And it's amazing to me that yesterday was finally the time. It was the worst set of circumstances. The team was playing horribly. The game was already lost. At four and six, while mathematically you're not eliminated from the playoffs, you're pretty much out of the mix. You know, like to, to think now that the Jets are going to roll off some series of wins, even me who thinks that they'll beat the Dolphins on, on Black Friday, to think that the Jets are now going to start rolling off some wins with, with Tim Boyle, the season's gone. The time to make this move was when we were all asking you for weeks about making this move. But the Jets stuck to their guns, and they stuck to their guns so long that their season is now toast. So I think there's a lot of criticism to go around between clearly the head coach, who I'm not sure if uh, he is the person uh, making that change. I don't think he is. But again, yesterday, penalties coming out, uh, rearing their ugly heads again, coming out right away, fumbling the opening kickoff. I mean, it's an absolute mess. And to me, the the person who is most responsible for the state of where the Jets find themselves here uh, on uh, November 20th at 11.25 p.m. with another season toast is not the head coach, and it's not really even the quarterback. To blame the quarterback for something that it's clear, he has proven to you, he cannot do, at some point it feels like it's too much. 
the person who is most responsible for where the Jets find themselves here and now is the GM, who Jet fans overwhelmingly still support Joe Douglas. Oh, trust in Joe, trust in Joe. The reason why Aaron Rodgers was here and the season went sideways when he got hurt was because the GM blew the second pick in the draft. The reason why the the blown second pick in the draft was still serving as the backup is because of the GM. The offensive line, it's hard to believe. There was a sub, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about Michael Jackson at one point uh, while he was still with us. And he said, you know, it was weird because I would say at one point, boy, this, this guy can't get any weirder. And then six months later, something would happen and he would get weirder. It's hard to believe that the Jets' offensive line that it's even possible that the offensive line could continue to get worse. Year after year, it's an issue. Year after year, we talk about it. Year after year, they, they, they say that they're going to do something about it, and it continually gets worse. It, it would seem like a new rock bottom, but again, based on history, it's kind of hard to say that with any degree of certainty. So uh, in terms of the Jets, there's a lot of blame to go around if you want to focus on the owner if you want to focus on the coaching, if you want to focus on the other offensive players who can't seem to catch a pass, if you want to blame the quarterback, the head coach, there's a lot of blame to go around. To me, number one on the hit list, if you're a Jet fan who's ticked off with where your organization is at, there's the first person on that firing line has to be the GM, Joe Douglas. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's start off on the phones tonight. We'll start off with the Rufus in Jersey City. Rufus, what's going on, my man? Hey, how are you, Gordon? I'm good, Rufus. Um, good. I just wanted to uh, bring up your opinion. So I know we uh, we faced the Raiders last week. You know they had an interim coach, and they uh, they beat us. And it's just it just seems like I, I don't know. I just wanted to know your opinion on if we got rid of Sala, maybe brought on someone like Jeff Saturday to finish out the year. He seems like he did a good job last year with the Colts, and uh, I'll just get your opinion on that. Well, here's the problem, Rufus, and thanks for the phone call. If you fire Salah, uh, that's just putting lipstick uh, – that's another version of NFL spanks, just covering up the problem and, and, and not really solving the problem because almost certain – well, I don't know. Maybe they would hand it to Ulbrich, uh, but that doesn't fix the offense. Then that's the problem. And you know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's already too late. It kind of feels like it's already too late. Is it possible? Is it mathematically possible for the Jets? Yes, of course it's mathematically possible. Most teams still are math. It's not, you're not supposed to be mathematically eliminated by, by Thanksgiving. You're supposed to still be mathematically alive. But to think realistically whether the Jets are alive, the, mo- the time to make moves was weeks ago. It's not now. That's why people were screaming and shouting, hey, get Zach Wilson out of here. Get that. You can't continue to stick with this guy. And, and look, after the Chief game, I thought, ah, you know what? Maybe. There was, there was some actual progress in that game, at least for a couple of series, and he still kind of lost the game for you. But then you got the win. You got the Bronco win. You got the Eagle performance, which is still, I mean, you talk about any given Sunday. That is proof positive right there of any given Sunday. And then they fluked into a win against the Giants who couldn't get out of their own way because they wouldn't allow the quarterback to throw the ball. A quarterback yesterday who threw three touchdown passes in a game, something Zach Wilson has never done. Never done. Three years, the guy hasn't done it. It's amazing. Amazing. But now, it, now is not the time for changes. 
The time for changes was after the Charger game, certainly going into the Raider game. Now at four and six, with only two teams right now behind you in the standings, and one of them is New England, who you already lost to once this year. Unbelievable. And, and you would think that after this, the, the playoff drought and getting the, walking in the door, you, you, taking over the situation that you took over, it, it's supposed to get better at some point. It has not gotten better. Let's go out to Mike in Hoboken. Mike, you're next up on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's up, guys? I think Robert Sala cannot be fired just because he's probably one of the top five defensive coaches in the league. You need a situation with the Jets where you have a high-level offensive coordinator like a Detroit Lions situation with a motivator such as like Dan Campbell. The Jets do not have that. If you look really quickly, obviously this is the obvious, Russell Wilson this year versus last year, Nathaniel Hackett, he is clearly the problem. And I don't know why it's not so clear to Jets' ownership other than the fact that Woody has no idea what he's doing. And I think it's very clear since you've missed the playoffs for 12 years in a row, the guy has no clue how to run a franchise. And he brought in Douglas, who's essentially taking orders from Woody right now. You have to get rid of Hackett. One touchdown in the last 40 drives. That's a 2% touchdown rate. This guy has to go. Russell Wilson, see him this year? He's one of the top three, five quarterbacks. Hackett is the problem. Point blank. Well, the problem is, Mike, that, that's not going to happen. Uh, and, and thanks for the phone call uh, because he is he, – here's the problem. Uh, maybe, the, maybe the only person more responsible for the mess the Jets find themselves in in, in in the actual GM is the shadow GM. And the shadow GM is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I mean, the moves that were made to, to uh, make him happy this offseason have been disastrous. The move to get him based on the injury turned out to be disastrous. And bringing in the offensive coordinator that he wants, maybe it will work with him. I'm, I'm sure if he ever does get healthy and, and the offensive line can actually block for a second or two, then maybe that might turn out to be the case. But um, he's not – Hackett – I think out of all the coaches, Hackett's probably the safest because they are looking – the one silver lining of losing, I would like to think, although who knows with the Jets – of losing that game and now the season getting frittered away likely is that at least now the organization can go to Aaron Rodgers and stop the insanity and say, look, dude, it's all well and good that you were trying to get back and show that you could get back and the doctors and all this type of stuff that you wanted to do because that's your brand now, but shut it down. We need you healthy for next year and we got to get to work on how we can put an offensive line around you and some other skill position players around you that can actually form a functioning offense because this ain't that. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to Alex in Jersey. Alex, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, how you doing? I'm good. Well, let me tell you, Joey Douglas should be ashamed of himself for the way he's handled this offensive line. I, you know, I know a lot of the guys were taken off the board before the pick 15. There was a guy named Anton Harrison he could have had. He's excelling in Jacksonville. But now, going into this offseason, we know there's two big priorities. Get Devontae Adams because he wants to play with Rodgers, and you got to draft an offensive tackle. My question to you is, if they want to go for Devontae Adams, is that going to cost them a first-round pick, which they def- desperately need to use on an offensive tackle? And possibly another one if you don't bring Becton back, which yeah, I, I want to bring him back on a three-year deal for maybe 
$39 million where they can escape the money after the first year. That would be fair and not have to create another hole in the offensive tackle area. Yeah, Alex, I mean, in terms of the Jets, I took a look, and thanks for the phone call. I took a look at the, um, the, the Tankathon um, draft capital, and it seemed like the, the Jets, they don't have that much draft capital. Now, they'll have their, their first pick um, this year, but they don't have their second pick. Uh, I'll take a look at it in the break and give it. They were pretty low down there. So, like, yeah, could you trade for a, a Devontae Adams and his contract and his age at this point? And could you give up, like, say, a second and a fourth-round pick to get a guy like that? Yeah, you probably could. Problem is, Jets don't have a second-round pick because that one's going to Green Bay. So uh, I know that that was something that got floated out there this weekend, that they tried to make a move, and it feels like uh, – one of the GMs is floating that out there to, to, to get some of the, the stink off of the current situation. Uh, and But, yeah, the, I mean, the Jets, if, if they're going to go forward next year, and, yeah, they have to upgrade the skill positions for sure, jobs one, two, and three for once and for all is to fix the offensive line so that I'm not even asking for it to be one of the top five or top ten, for it just to be league average, to just be middle of the road, just so it's not a laughing stock and that, that it makes the offense completely unoperatable because you don't have any nobody has any time to do anything. And, and to see Becton go down, Larry and I have been talking about that for weeks, where it was just a matter of time, and sure enough, worst case scenario, that's the New York Jets. one 800 919 espn is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more of your phone calls on the Jets. We've got to touch on the Giants as well, taking you up until midnight. It is ESPN New York tonight, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I will tell, I'll let you in behind the curtain, having some technical dif- difficulties for Larry, so I don't know. It's not the Jets that has frustrated him at this level. He has not uh, gone for a, a walk outside or anything like that. No, just some technical difficulties, so we'll see if we can get uh, Larry back up and, and rolling here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, flying solo for the time being, taking you up until midnight, of course. Uh, I am Gordon Damer. Uh, that, look, the Jets, they, they bring about passion. Because you watch them on Sunday, and how could you not? If you're a Jet fan, how could you not? And I was looking uh, in the break. I said uh, the Jets right now, in terms from the the Tankathon draft capital power rankings, in terms of draft picks and everything else, the Jets, uh, in terms of draft capital, rank 26th. Right now, I think they would have the 11th pick in the draft. And then after that, they would not have another pick until 73. So if you're talking about making improvements after the year, which clearly you're going to have to, and there's still uh, major questions about who's going to be making those improvements. It's going to be the actual GM, the shadow GM, whoever. Uh, Options one, two, and three, more so than receiver or anything else, they have got to figure out a way to improve the offensive line. And unfortunately, now some of it is bad luck with injury, but unfortunately, Joe Douglas has done about as good a job putting together an offensive line as he did scouting the second pick in the draft for a quarterback. I mean, it's been just about as bad. Because even when they were healthier, they didn't have a good offensive line. We said that going into the season, and we certainly said that after four plays into the season. So you can talk about whatever, and you just, I don't know how Jet fans do it. We had one person call up and say, can we fire Robert Sala and bring in Jeff Saturday? And it sounds ridiculous, but this is what the Jets do to people. They drive you insane. 
I'm not even a Jet fan. I sit on my couch laughing the entire time, sending out memes. And I don't think this is the week to change quarterback. I think you should stick with Zach for the Miami, just for the Miami game. Just stick with Zach. One more week. Come on. One more week. Please. Please. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on? You got to tell Uncle Larry to pay that cable bill. This dude turned to to Chuck Norris. He's missing an action. He said, you know what? I can't do this Zach Wilson stuff anymore. I'll just blame the power and then just get out of here. (laughs) In the spirit of Uncle Larry, I'll just say this. First of all, I'll say fly, Eagles fly. It was good to see them win tonight. But, you know, in terms of the Knicks, you know, the Knicks beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, but the upper echelon teams they're still going to have a problem with. You know, and to fully evaluate Tibbs, he's got to have at least a half a season with a legit NBA superstar. You can't fire him now because pieces like Dante DiVincenzo, they're ancillary pieces. Mm-hmm. They're nice, but they're not going to, you know, take you to be more of a legit contender. So, you know, and I know that was Walsh was disappointing, and I know Uncle's a big Knicks fan, but um, look, you can't really expect them to beat those better teams. They're not on that level. No. Uh, now, look, with the Jets, you had that delusional fanboy who just called you a little while ago. He reminds me of a few of these guys. I'm not going to call their names out because they're super sensitive. He's talking about Joey Douglas needs to be ashamed. Let me tell you something, homeboy. Joey Douglas needs to be unemployed. <laughs> he needs to be ashamed. You know, please. You know, these guys, they blame everything on Zach Wilson. You know, the Jets are just a quarterback away. You know, Aaron Rodgers was going to take the – and I told you a thousand times, but the fruit of my knowledge bears in the tree. Look, Aaron Rodgers healthy. The Jets still need an offensive line, and they still would have needed two more receivers, not one. They don't even have a number three receiver, much less a number two. And 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 they love to, you know, expound on this championship defense. Look, guys, you got to come to an understanding of the way football is the way it is right now, and also the way the NBA is, to be quite honest with you. These leagues have legislated rules that prohibit, you know, that prohibit the style of play that you're looking for, ground and pound, defense, run the ball. You cannot win like that anymore. Same way you can't win in the NBA, like what what Tibbs is trying to do with, you know, we're going to play good, tough defense, but we don't really have a star player. You got to have a quarterback you got to have an offensive-minded coach, which brings me to college football, which is on fire right now. And I'll call you guys later on the week when we have more time. The best thing for the health of the New York Jets franchise is to win no more than two games. You understand what I'm saying? they got to get in that top eight of this draft. And then, since your dumb behinds gave up all that draft capital for the great debater who, let's be honest, it's, it, you don't even know, for coming back this year, you don't even know if he ever plays again at the level that you guys are expecting him to. Yep. But you're going to have to trade that first pick if it's in the top eight to get lower in the first round and to get a second-round pick. And you know what? What I would do, and, and, and Woody Johnson won't do it because he's inept and he's an idiot, but, you know, I would hire him, Harbaugh. You understand what I'm saying? Immediately, I would hire him, Harbaugh, at the end of this season, I'm giving him a blank check. You want to give Aaron Rodgers another $75 million, but you don't want to pay the most important position on the team, which is the head coach. And then you say, look, if you want to keep Joe Douglas and you tell him exactly what to do, 
You give him Harbaugh all the control. If he wants to get rid of Joe Douglas, you let him get rid of Joe Douglas. And I sent you guys the clips, and I sent y'all the pictures. And if they can't get Michael Penix Jr., which is my Jets fans' wet dream, okay, fine. You can still get that kid Jaden Daniels from LSU if you're back later in the first round and you acquire a second-round pick. Guys, fanboys, Jets people who don't want to admit to what their eyes are seeing, the Aaron Rodgers thing is over. O-V-A. It's over. Nice try, nice swing. It didn't work. It's time to move on and plan like real franchises do. Plan. Yeah, Buddha. I mean, I love you, and I appreciate the phone call. You've made your bed. I don't mean you. I mean the Jets have made their bed, and now they're going to have to sleep in it. They have tur- When you turn over the keys to the uh, the superstar, the superstar is going to call the shots, and the superstar hasn't even played yet. So they're gonna they're gonna be sticking with him. Uh, the, the next year. Th- that's why I think the one silver lining that you get out of this loss is we can now get rid of this pipe dream, which was always a pipe dream. Why would you even think about bringing this guy back playing behind this offensive line? Forget about what the record is. Forget about whether they were in it or not in it or they can make the playoffs, not make the play. The guy's the oldest play, literally the oldest player in the NFL. He's already been hurt once with a significant injury. He's coming back faster than anybody has ever come back from that injury. And you're now going to put him behind an offensive line that already got him hurt once and is now worse than when he got hurt originally. That never made any sense, especially because you are, you are expecting, at least as we sit here right now, to still have a relationship with him beyond this year. And, and I do think that they will have a relation when week one rolls around next year, your starting quarterback for the New York Jets is going to be one Aaron Rodgers. Now, I did want to get – we'll get more calls here. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I did want to touch on the Giants because as bad as everything was for the Jets yesterday, to me, the more depressing result was for the Giants. Going out and winning a game against a team you always beat. It wasn't even like you beat a good team. Washington, as soon as that the season is over, they are going to be looking for a head coach like you read about. That is going to be – there's going to be a lot of openings, it seems like, this year after the season. Washington almost certainly will be one of them. And if it's not, they got to have their heads examined. So, to me, the, I, I get it. If you're a giant fan and you want something to root for when you're watching the game, it's tough to root for your team to, to, to lose the game while the game's going on. But that's only three hours of the week. The rest of the week, you should be with your feet firmly implanted in, in reality. And if you are firmly planted in reality, you realize more so than a coach problem or a quarterback problem, the Giants have a talent problem. They've been a bad organization for a long period of time. So to get a win like that, yeah, maybe for those three hours it felt great. But when you're sitting there the rest of the year, when the games aren't going on and you're looking at where your team is at and where your team has been at and where your team hopefully is going to go, the task of improving the team was made harder based on the results yesterday against Washington, a team that apparently cannot play football against you for for whatever reason. Makes absolutely no sense. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll wrap things up on the phones, take you up until midnight. It is ESPN New York tonight, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.